Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another, yet another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. We're excited to be here. You know, before we get started, Shire, there are some things that I have neglected to do for like three episodes, and I just want to do it now before I forget. Guys, if you like Why this you episode, guys? guys and gals, thank you for getting me straight, Shy. Um, folks, if you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, uh, we see the analytics, we see that there's, we see the viewership, and we appreciate all, everyone who's listening. If we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give a give us a five star review on this podcast that's all you have to do is click five stars leave us a comment if you like but that you know there's no obligation there but do that for us because what that does is that helps our viewership ranking and that enables more people to see the black married and Deathry podcast we want to get the word out because you know we're having a good time we were, we're more than 100 episodes in shire 130 wow. this will be episode 114 so Please do that for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Um, Shara, how's your day going thus far? Or your it's evening time now, but how was your day? It's going good. Staying busy on the grind. You sound a little tired there, Shire. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> how about yourself? Uh I'm doing good, Shire. You know, just busy, staying busy, you know. You know how we do. Uh but I'm excited. I'm excited to be on the podcast and to just uh sit down and decompress and talk about some interesting topics in the financial community uh going on a lot going on right now uh but shire what i want to talk about today is a article in the business insider shout out to business insider uh they had an article that spoke about real estate and the boom the housing boom we've talked a lot about it but this particular topic highlights over 1 million americans that uh, have tapped into 63 billion of $63 billion of equity in their homes collectively in the second quarter of this year. Uh, That is up. That's reaching historic heights. It hasn't been that much equity tapped into uh, in in that short period of time since 2007, which we all know was the uh, right before the great recession. That's when it was lit. The market was lit. So we're seeing, uh, we're seeing that happen again. Uh, what do you think about this, Shire? What, what, what is your initial thoughts? 
we've tapped into the equity of of our home before we know what that process is like what's your initial thoughts before we dig a little deeper into this topic um, my initial thoughts are, I think this is to be expected. I think when people get equity in their home, sometimes they get a little bit excited and <laughs> start to think about things that they could do if they had extra money. And, and maybe there are some folks that are using money for good reasons and yeah. maybe some not so thoughtful reasons. That's what I'll call it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, we did. We we took out a home equity line of credit several years ago. That line is is paid off. It's closed out. And, you know, not all banks are even offering that anymore. Right. So that was that was the moment in time. I'm not sure how common that is, you know, now. Yeah, Shire, very. You know, just to kind of uh, take a pause there. The lender that we use to get our home equity line of credit, which essentially like the line of credit has like was the first domino to start our real estate, uh, you know, empire, mini empire, as we call it, that they don't even do that anymore. Like we just found out that they no longer are doing that home equity line of credit for that. You know, the lender doesn't do it anymore. So. That's how you know it must have been lit. They must have been like, you know what? We can't keep shelling out this money. <laughs> well, I think there's a certain level of unpredictability yeah. about the housing market. Yep. And really, we don't know what this market will look like a year or two from now. Yeah. Um, and so when we have house, the, the prices of homes rising to the degree that it, that we've seen and then you have people tapping into that equity. I mean, banks are taking a risk. Yes. They're taking a risk if the um, home prices were to drop and even the person that's taking out the loan is taking a risk. Yes. So I'm wondering how long this trend will continue. Right. Shire, because if you think about it, all the bank has is your home as leverage and Banks are not. You say all your home like that's something small. It's it's something huge to us, but as we know, banks don't banks aren't in the home business. Like banks don't want homes. That's why they're short sales, and that's why they try to unload those when they get them. The goal for the bank is to get. We want your money. Like will you? Okay, your home. I guess is collateral, but you know, really, they they don't want to be just shelling out all this money. You know. Like you said, when when the market is kind of in flux, it, 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 you know, so I understand the risk that a bank feels. And I'm wondering, like, will this will more lenders decide to not do, uh, you know, home equity lines of credit and things like that going forward? So it'll be interesting. Now, here's a cool thing I want to talk about, too. So the average homeowner right now, the average mortgage holder has one hundred and seventy three thousand in tappable equity and that is twenty thousand um it's up twenty thousand dollars from the first quarter so the second quarter the average homeowner in america has hundred and seventy three thousand dollars of tappable equity which tells me it's probably more because when you tappable equity for those of you who don't know a line of credit or a refinance you know, you can't just get 100% of what your home, you know, the equity of your home. 
those things only let you access roughly 70 to 80 percent of what your home is worth so that's where that toppable equity comes in so man what do you think about that shire that's that's lit yeah if you're a homeowner and i mean it's toppable, but but if i i don't know that i would encourage people to tap into it no no because part of going through that process is demonstrating that you have the ability to pay it back. Mm-hmm. So now you have your mortgage and then you have this second loan. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's great, Shire, to, 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 to share that because it's not free. The money is not free. And it's with interest. It's with interest. You know, you're essentially, that's where that second, you know, people... Some people call it a second mortgage, essentially. If you get a home equity line of credit, you have your first mortgage. Now you have this mortgage. This has its own interest. It has its own, you know, monthly payment. And so you have to consider that uh, some people like to just get lines of credit to, like, do upgrades on their home. I never have been a fan of Never was a fan of that. And there was a lot of people doing that in 2007 before the recession. Like, that was that was very popular when I was a teenager, my mom's friends were doing it and people were doing that. Yeah. I mean, I can see if you were maybe getting ready to sell your home yes. and if you, you know, would invest 10,000 in a certain renovation, maybe it would pay off mm-hmm. much more. But what we're seeing now with these mark, with the market being so high for homes is people are not, bothering to do renovations they will throw their house on the market <laughs> with a 1999 kitchen yeah and still get top dollar for it yeah. so um yeah i mean i think that it's an interesting conversation i think that folks should be thoughtful before tapping into that equity i would look at it more i would look at it as like my net worth has increased more so yes. than i have a piggy bank or you know i can you know, tap into some cash real fast. I love that, Shire. That's that is beautiful, uh, because what also what this article says is Americans are using their homes as pseudo credit cards while relying on property values to keep climbing. That's kind of what we were talking about. You know, like you said, look at it as a increase in net worth and nothing more. You know, it's 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 a you know you don't want to use your house as a credit card. Like, that's not wise. A lot of people, a lot of times they advertise it like, take the money out, renovate your home or go on vacation, you know, stuff like that. It's like, mm, just because you can, like, you probably shouldn't do that. Now, I know some people, another interesting thing, Shire, is even folks in forbearance, 98, I think it was 98% of folks in forbearance have their equity has increased 10% from first quarter to second quarter. So you could owe money on your home and the equity still growing. Well, what they're saying is that if a person is in forbearance, they've told the bank that they can't afford to pay their mortgage for a certain period of time. And so a lot of people are actually in forbearance right now. Yeah. And so they're in forbearance. They can't make their home payment and their home values is going up, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. in value, but they're not able to tap into their home 
to like make a mortgage payment or right. they're not able to tap into that equity because in order to be able to do that, you have to show or demonstrate that you have the ability to pay it back yes. and you're not able to make your mortgage payment. So, so banks won't, won't approve that type of situation. So it kind of makes it, it's like, it's kind of tragic because yeah. like there's money in your home and you can't tap into it, you know, when you need it. But right. then also that brings up, you know, just the reminder to have an emergency fund. Granted, we've been in this pandemic for well over Ooh. a year. Yeah. And right about now, even folks with emergency funds are probably like, uh-uh. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's just, it's the three to six months, you know, it's not enough. Yeah. Well, Shire, we, we had a great podcast. I think it was like May of last year where we talked about like the housing market is set for a crash, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we've seen since then we've seen growth like you can never predict it. But we, we gave our best shot based on some article we, we, articles we read from Zillow. Let me ask you this before we get out of here. Point blank, period. Do you think we're in a boom? Do you think we're in some weird something with the housing market? Or do you think this is just the natural evolution of, you know, homes and this is here to stay? What is your what does Shira think? About do it? I think the market is the housing market is going to crash? No. Or some type of correction. No. Not like not like it was because okay. before people were getting loans who were not qualified. Right. And now you do have to qualify for these loans. However, there are a lot of people who are behind on their mortgage. So will there be foreclosures? Will there be short sales? Possibly. Yeah. But will the housing market crash like it did I just don't know that that is going to happen. I don't sound very optimistic, do I? No. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like I've seen a meme of like millennial. It was like a picture and it was like millennials waiting on the housing market to crash. And then the house values just kept rising as they were waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, man, that's what we, I always think too, Shire. It's like. Cause we always waiting for, it's like a, like, uh, I was, I always wanted to do this, but I never was good at a uh, double Dutch, you know? Cause I never like knew when to jump in. When did you jump? When did you jump rope? I, I never did, but it looked like so fun. You know what I mean? I was like, man, yeah. I remember watching it on like reading rainbow or something or Sesame street or something. I was like, man, that looks so cool. But I never would know when to like, when do you jump in? And I think the housing market is like that. You're kind of like, okay, I know I need something, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to buy a house but I'm going to wait for it to come down. But it seems like you've been just waiting. Like if you said that to yourself five years ago, you're still waiting and it hasn't happened. So it's like, should you just get in it? You know, if you really need a home, you know, it's that, that balance between I just need to get a home and then not overpaying, you know, it's like, well, what is how will we know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's I like, mean, how will we know? That is a tricky part because even now rents are rising. Yeah. And so, you know, rents are, depending on where you are in the country, rent is very comparable to a mortgage. Yeah. Granted, there are more things that you have to take care of as a homeowner. But really, you have to, you know, if you choose to become a homeownership, of course, that is a personal choice. Mm -hmm. But you need to get 
to it as soon as you can, as soon as yeah. it makes sense for you, makes sense for your finances. Yeah. You have your ducks in a row. Um, and one thing that, you know, I've shared with someone, um, I was talking to someone, they said, you know, house houses are too expensive in my mm-hmm. area. What can I do? And I was like, I was like, uh, you need to look into getting a rental property. So yeah. it's something that they wanted to do yeah. anyway. You know, so maybe you go right. the rental route first because, of course, you know, we pay more on our primary home than we do on something that we're going yes. to to rent out. Absolutely. So it's like, well, if you can't afford you a primary wait. residence, yeah. you know, you, you know, you want to get into real estate anyway. You don't have to necessarily have your primary residence first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can still own something, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's just another you know, idea or alternative because a lot of times we just try to put everything on hold. We want it to go in the sequence of, Ooh. you know, how we imagine it in our minds. And sometimes it's like, no, let's just rearrange the pieces yeah, and, and start getting stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really good because what you're saying is that like, you see all these things happening around uh, real estate. You know what I mean? If that's your primary residence or if that's, you know, you getting uh, investment properties. The point is, like, it w- you're in a better position if you own something because this thing is just bu- bubbling and going up, and um, you know, so it- it's just like, yeah, yeah. Don't. I had a friend too, Shire. You know, he he saw our story, uh, a coworker actually, and he hit me and was like, "Hey, man, I live in an apartment, but I have the money to get a a home, and I'm thinking I want to do what you and your wife are doing and try to do an investment first. You know, because I'm not really in a rush to get out of the apartment. And I was like, yo, man, you could do that. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. to get a house first. I know that's what everybody says, but you just want to get something if you can. You know, because I would hate for you to sit on the You have the money. You're sitting on the, the, the sideline because you don't have quite enough to get your primary. But, hey, man, you may have enough to get you an investment. You know, get you something because the money you from the investment could help you pay for your primary you know exactly like you said it doesn't have to be in any particular order so this housing market is is always changing we're always going to be talking about this topic because it's like it's so much to talk about you know well Uh, i think that ownership is so important in the black community yeah and i feel that yeah there are a lot of barriers to home ownership this is true Mm mm-hmm um, but we have to tell ourselves that, you know, home ownership is for me. Yeah. And when you do that, you, you'll find a way Yeah. to make it, to make it happen. Absolutely. Shari. You know, but I will say, you know, even with getting an investment property first, you want to do your due diligence. You want to go about it the correct way. Yeah. Because. You know, it has been challenging for some landlords as well. True. Like when we got into real estate, I never thought that the government would say, you know, if you're renting and you've lost your job, you don't have to pay your rent with yeah. without a consequence. Maybe there there is there will be a consequence, right. you know, but maybe it'll be consequence down the road, down the road. or or maybe, you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's just very complicated. And I just never thought that. Yeah. The government would just intervene in that in that way without um, 
I guess the the necessary provision for the small landlords. Yes. And I, I feel for renters that are in a challenging spot. Like I do. Yeah. But it's landlords too. For sure. So, yeah. So the landscape has really changed. So whether you do go the route to invest first or to get your primary residence first, like do your due diligence, make sure that you are prepared. But yes. To go back to your question, do I think the housing market is going to crash anytime soon? I would say no. What would yeah. you say? I'm leaning towards no, too. Uh, I'm leaning towards no time soon. There may be some type of correction like or some type of leveling out. Let, let's say that. But uh, aside from that, I don't see it, you know, doing anything crazy. Um, I think I supply this- and demand is an yeah. issue, too, especially... In our home state in California, like the demand is so much higher than supply. Yeah. Like there the population is high. Um For and sure. what we don't see a lot of is affordable like starter homes. Yeah. Like every the, new builder is building like glamorous homes. Yeah. And it's just like, really? Yeah. Where are the, the homes for first time home buyers? And so I think what we're seeing is a lot of first time home buyers going into like condo world mm-hmm. and getting like a condo or a town home. And then, um, you know, they'll probably stay there for a while and then mm-hmm. transition to single family. But right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a barrier. But I think supply and demand is also another factor in the equation. Right. Right. And yeah, I think you're right about that. I think that's where I mean leveling off. Eventually, builders will outpace like anything else. Oh, y'all want this? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to make a bunch of these then. And eventually, you'll see that see it level off, but that could be years from now. So, What do you mean by level off? Like the 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 supply and demand thing. Like eventually, builders will build so many homes that you know, it won't be limited supply. And there'll be enough supply to where there's enough for plenty for people to go go around. I would they won't, love they won't be outbidding that. each other. You know? I would love to see that. But I think there has been pretty much a housing crisis in California for years. Mm-hmm. It's not new and it's not due to the pandemic. But and shy, it may be less about the amount of homes and more about the price of the homes we have. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an ever changing topic, but we will be circling back to talk more real estate and more housing market because it's lit here in the United States. Uh, I kind of want to tap into some of what's going on in China, but you know, that's, you know, we don't, what's going on in China. They're having a situation that's very similar to our 2008 situation. Uh, But we're going to talk about that on another, another podcast potentially uh, because it's it's pretty lit. I don't be paying attention to China. Maybe I should be paying attention to China. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, yeah. What y'all doing over there in China? (laughs) Yeah, if you're if you're a listener in China, hit us up, man. Marcus, hit us up. If uh, you're a listener in China, I will send you a Visa gift card. Just like you'll get a special prize. Right, that would be really cool. But let us know. Yeah, if we have any uh, listeners in 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 China, that'd be really dope. But anyway. I hope you enjoyed this episode, Shire. Any last thoughts? I I think we're all gravy. Y'all, Shire didn't think we could talk about this. We we didn't have enough to talk about. We didn't have enough meat on this topic. What y'all think? I think we did. 
<laughs> I don't know what y'all think. What do you all think about this this housing market? Yeah, we have to oof, get some more ways to hear from you all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You could always uh, find us on Instagram at Black Mary Dead Free. You can hit us up in the direct message there. Definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit us up there and uh, leave us a five star review. And you can write reviews. You can write whatever you want uh, in the comment section. Please be nice. Uh, you, you be <laughs> nice to me, and we'll be nice to you. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, for Black Mary Dead Free podcast, this is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. We're going to holler at y'all on the next one. Bye. Peace.